0: When we look around in the world we live in nowadays we see a lot of turmoil a lot of commotion and all of it happens at a very fast pace. It is fair to say that The modern times of digital technology, of instant news, fake or not has changed something in the way how we as human beings operate. There is this constant bombardment with information. There is a dependency on that information of how we plan our lives, and of how we interact with those who work with us, who live with us, who share the same planet with us. Zazen, meditation, yoga, are places that offer a short reprieve from that constant barrage of information to which we are exposed during our daily lives. And then we sit down and we discover, to our great disappointment, that our mind is doing exactly the same thing. Constantly, the inner dialogue, the inner monologue goes on and on and on a storyline is spun right there and slavishly, that what we call our I am-self depends on that storyline because itself is made up in the same way as a story, through constant weaving of threads together And often that weaving of those threads together keeps us from having the ability to truly attend to what is right here, what is right in front of your very eyes, your very nose, what your ears perceive, what your tongue, your smell, your body sensation. All of those things often just fall by the wayside clouded and obstructed by that ongoing soap opera. That said, it is immensely important that we sit down and experience that in order to be able to become familiar with it and not just fall into that activity without asking any questions we learn how to not get sucked in and how to find a different way, a less involved way mentally, a less involved way in terms of identification of existing. When we follow our breath, there is no need to react to news, to be upset about what is being told to be afraid of what might come. At the very moment we exhale and we give ourselves fully to that exhalation, nothing else matters. And still, when that mind returns, that has self-consciousness, we don't have to be concerned about that either because it's a natural thing to occur. Being fully present means to be involved in that ever-changing now, in that being present or being completely non-existent. Opinions, self-image, societal expectations, cultural norms, Personal history, traumatic events in our lives often shape that inner monologue, that ongoing stream in a way that is circular and that just without making a great effort does not interrupt itself because it is dependent on its own flow to go on and on and to perpetuate itself. It comes in different flavors. Yes, there is such a stream of monologue that goes on and on and on of how fantastic we are, how smart I am, how we are better than others, how this and that, trying to boost the ego. If the stream goes the other direction, it's a little harder to see that it is still that ego that makes it move when we beat ourselves up, when we are loathing this or that portion of our personality, when we recall this or that traumatic event in our lives, going over it over and over again. Again, that is that ego because all that it is interested in is to be predominant and to be there at all the time. Yet, when we sit down and connect with our bodily posture, when we feel the cushions on which we sit, the cool air that moves up and around our head, our hands, our feet, the smell of the incense. And when we give ourselves fully to that very perception, there's no need to engage in the self-perpetuating activity of I am. We become freer freer from those threads, those storylines, the hopes and fears. And maybe for the first time we can truly appreciate just a single moment. Now, with all that said, there's a lot of thinking involved in that roundabout, perseveration, around I am this, I am that, around comparing ourselves to others. That kind of thinking when it comes to that activity is superfluous. And we learn to let go of it. Because it's just two-dimensional. It is as two-dimensional as language. Listen to the word red. In itself, it's just a sound, red. But you had the experience of seeing what the color red is. And without that experience, you wouldn't know it. When we live on the flat surface of words, the word red does not connect back to that experience. And so it goes with many, many things. We just take placeholders for what is real. Red has no meaning. Red and what comes up in your vision in your recollection as an experience of reality, that is something that you know for what you can vouch. For. That is more than two dimensional, it's not hollow, it is first hand experience that you had of the color red. So when we sit here and follow our breath and count, thoughts will come. By the very activity of becoming still, by the very fact that we don't follow it without discrimination, we can get to that experience of letting the words and the thoughts fall away and be. Of course, there is nothing wrong with thinking. It is thinking and the ability of human beings to have self-consciousness that brings us to this practice. Without being conscious, without being aware that we have the idea of self, we would not be able to even discern or feel that there is more than just that flat idea. So thinking where it belongs is a wonderful tool. Rediscovering the ability to let that thinking go, to let all opinions and all norms fall away where it is not necessary, is a liberation. A liberation from fear, from doubt, from hesitation. A liberation from confines that we and our thinking create for ourselves. It's a long path, but it always starts right now. With this very breath, no magic involved, just presence.